Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, Happy New Year indeed. Happy New Year from (laughs) New Orleans as the Bears of the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions to cap a record-breaking season for Baylor football. Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All-State Sugar Bowl 21-7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight. Ah, there he was, John Morris. John was under the weather last week, and uh, <clears throat> it was good. Um, I mean, I, got, I get to text. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Aaron, hope you're doing well today. I got a text, uh, Aaron, and, uh, you know, from different family members. Just saw John Morris. I mean, it was a John Morris sighting in New Orleans. So a lot of people excited that John made it in. My family got to visit with him. I feel like they were just as excited about seeing John as they were to get to hang out with me. Hurt my feelings a little bit. But, no, they had a had a good visit with John, and the voice of the Bears was back in action. And, uh, you know, he didn't sound like uh, – I know he was down for the count early, and uh, we was I was not really revealing what John had but until he confirmed that it was okay that I did, and then he talked about it himself the other day. So, John has overcome the COVID. He's defeated it. And he sounds fine. He sounds good. And uh, today, his um, his uh, part of his crew, part of the JMO crew, and the uh, the color analyst, and uh, just the all around good guy and former Baylor great JJ Joe, will be joining uh, me at four twenty. All right, Aaron, mark that down, please. We need a grand entrance for JJ. Might even need a, might even play a call coming into JJ. I could see, I know he was uh, <clears throat> very excited the other day, and uh, that was a that was a fun game. And uh, everybody at the Baylor family, whether you were there in person or watching on TV, Aaron was on top of everything. He was in the studio, and then watching it as well as uh, kind of running the broadcast. That was uh, that was some uh, anxious moments in that game. Now, I will say that uh, I, I kind of I went down to where my wife and daughter were sitting before the game. Then I went up to my perch in the press box. Had a really fun little, uh, it was way up there. You could really see things develop. And then I had some buddies that were in a suite. So it started, I watched um, a lot of the third quarter in maybe like half of the fourth quarter from that. And the cool thing about that, Aaron, it was uh, one of those lower uh, suites where everything was kind of coming right at us down there from the end zone. So I'm appreciative to uh, to those folks who let me hang out with them. Anderson, uh, Keister, Price, and others. Teasing. And uh, small fraternity brothers. And when I say old, these guys are much, much older than I am. And they were all uh, watching and, and observing. And that was a tremendous crowd. If you went to the game... You knew that uh, the Bears were loud, and I think I was proud of the Baylor crowd. There was no issue with that. But uh, the Rebs showed up in in an enormous way. 
And Aaron, I you know, I was not watching the game on TV. I did have a monitor that I would kind of peek up and, and look sometimes. Did it did it look like the Ole Miss Rebs took that place over to a little bit just to the uh, to the naked eye, Aaron, when you uh, were observing on TV? What did that What did that uh, look like to you? Yeah, I mean, it, I would say sixty five thirty five is kind of what it looked like on TV. 65-35. Boy, Aaron is getting very – I like how exacting you are. <laughs> Not a 70-30, but a 65-35 type situation. I think sometimes, you know, my mates up in the press box, uh, Jerry Hills was to my left, touchdown Tom Barfield to my right. They kind of wonder, Aaron, okay, where's Mosley? What's where's Mosley gone off to? I think they thought maybe I'd gone and found I'd, – I'd returned to the Salon de Iberville. The Iberville Lounge was the site of the pregame party. And um, in true Baylor form, I, nothing said Baylor versus Ole Miss like what I observed, Aaron. I, I just was walking down the hall, and I, I the Ole Miss pregame party, open bar situation, beer, liquor, wine, flowing and flowing heavily. Then you walk right down the hall through this really cool little area where they had a bunch of helmets. And, and modern helmets for everybody that's been in Sugar Bowl. I, I didn't pay that close of attention. But I walked into the Baylor area. Aaron, there were some Dr. Pepper products. Coke, Dot Coke. You had every kind of your Sprite. And you had some hot dogs, some hamburgers. And that was about it. It was really, that was kind of the, uh, I, I would say, it, and again, that looked like a nice spread. Okay, we went down and took part where the uh, the media was down in a, in a lower bowl kind of uh, workroom area. And we went and tried out that kind of food afterwards. But um, the, the Office of Baylor Alumni throws a good party. But, but, you know, they because it's Baylor, they can't have alcohol. You know what else they didn't have, Aaron? They didn't have Bubba's 33. You know how I know? Because I looked up and I saw the manager of Bubba's 33, who's become a buddy of mine, and he's like, hey, hey, Mosley, what are you doing? I thought, wait, where's all the where's the Bubba's 33 crew? And he, he got to come and just enjoy himself. And um, after doing just an incredible job, I might add, we even had Bubba's 33 come up and do the – I'm trying to think where we did the – I'm trying to think of all the different places we did, like – pregame parties for the Big 12 and all that. Yeah, Bubba's came up and did that. Now that I think about it, I like that Bubba's. They do kind of a double meat, double cheese situation. I've become a fan. Aaron, if you're ever looking for Bubba's, it's right there off 35. You just exit kind of like you're going to go out to Valley Mills or something, or maybe even like you're going to go out on the loop, like to get to our station and uh, or Highway 6, whatever the exit is. And, and then right over to your right, you see Bubba's. And they got, you know, really nice bar and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I was, uh, I was, I thought it was a great pregame party. Office of Baylor alumni did a nice job. Sold out party. 1,300 people showed up. And then we were able to do our pregame. And then Aaron, as you heard, the um, uh, Jerome Tang shows up for the, uh, you know, after Baylor beat Iowa State, the number eight team in the country. The Bears went on the road, got a nice win. 
And I thought it was a good, I thought it was a really good win because they they were actually pressed a little bit there at the end. They won it 77-72. Did you notice, Aaron, that Jerome Tang, associate head coach for the Bears, he said that Baylor would win by two touchdowns. Aaron, do you recall the final score? And if you don't, I think you'll know that it was, I think it came right in there around two touchdowns. Yeah, no, he he hit the nail on the head. It was 21-7, exactly two yeah. touchdowns. Now, I was not, Aaron, feeling very comfortable, though. You, think, you hear 21-7, you think, oh, the Bears had it all the way. When, oh, when Ole Miss, when it was 7-7 seven to seven and Ole Miss had it in the red zone and then they attempted about a 35-yard field goal and the Bears, while they had run the ball pretty well, the passing just wasn't there. Now, I don't know if Gary was rusty. It just wasn't there. He, he was running his rear off. But the passing game did not they, – they did not pack that for the, for the trip. And if Ole Miss had a hit that – field goal to make it 10-7 the minute they missed that field goal something came over me now Aaron one of the reasons I left my perch in the press box if I want to be totally honest with our our listeners and I always like being honest is I mean I went to Baylor and I kind of wanted to root for the Bears so when I leave the press box then I can kind of I can kind of get with it and, uh, and get excited when the Bears do something. I can't do that in the press box, or they would toss me out of the press box. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and, boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment <clears throat> that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. And, Aaron, did you get that feeling – from you were a little bit removed from the action, although you're watching it on TV and you're listening to the broadcast. When they missed that field goal, did you immediately think, okay, Baylor's going to go do this now? Not immediately, no, but not not too long after that because okay. at that point the offense was still struggling pretty bad. But um, yeah. I was I, – honestly, I had faith that – even if the offense didn't get going, that the that the Baylor defense would continue to play well and create turnovers, which they did. Now, right down near where my family was sitting, the Baldwin family was hanging out. My wife thought she might we might have gone to school with with uh, Baldwin's mom, but anyway, from Colleen Shoemaker, the ball the Baldwin family had made their way to uh, New Orleans, and they had all their Baldwin T-shirts on. I mean, they were excited. But let's be honest, Monterey Baldwin, who's going to be a nice player for the Bears, you know, he'd, he'd had some action this year, not a lot. He's obviously got some, some great speed, but you didn't think, oh, Monterey Baldwin's going to play a big role in this ballgame. At least I didn't think coming into the game. And the Bears on that, after that missed uh, field goal, there they are at, at midfield. And they'd been at midfield a lot in that game. It quite honestly hadn't gotten much done. And they do the end around. And it fooled everybody. It fooled the TV broadcast. Now, Aaron, you may have that call. I want to see. I want to see our man John Morris because he's got a good eye, and you know JJ has a good eye. We'll hear from JJ here, in fact, in about eight minutes. But the I I I didn't. I mean, it, it, that was an unbelievable play. Bears go with the end around to Monterey Baldwin, and he's so fast. 
that before you knew what had happened, he was so far in the open field, no one was even close to him. And he he went racing up that sideline. And the Baldwin family, if you want to look on Twitter, if you're on social media, take a peek and see if you can find it. I may tweet it out. <clears throat> I think I already have. But the Baldwin family, it was fun to watch them go crazy. Monterey's mom. What a name, Aaron. Monterey Baldwin. Do we know, Aaron, do you know where that name comes from? Maybe a family name or somebody. M-O-N-O-R-A-Y. Monterey Baldwin. If the Baldwin family's listening, let me know where that name comes from. I love that name, Monterey Baldwin. Uh, you can text us, 254-662-1660. Better yet, just call us. Let's put the, I'll put any Baldwin family member on the air. I say that, Aaron. You know we're going to have a lot of posers. We'll have some people pretending to be the, uh, the Baldwin family. But uh, I, what a great moment <clears throat> for the family and uh, – I even, you know, I I, I get it. Uh, you know, I'm I, I we've gotten to be friends with the uh, Tejada family. They're not happy with the way uh, Baylor used their son, and I get it, man. I get it. He, that kid had been a great player. He was a single digit number, and for whatever reason, <clears throat> the uh, the DBs coach, um, <clears throat> that would be, um, oh, Aaron. Uh, Talk for a second, buddy. Who is the DB? Oh, Kevin Curtis. Um, I'm going to clear my throat. Aaron, take it away for a minute, okay? Okay. You were wondering about. Um, you were wondering about that call, and uh, I do have that call. Austin Abner playing in his 61st game in a Baylor uniform tonight, an all-time record. That is a big first down to the Ole Miss 48-yard uh -oh. line. Watch out. Running right. He's going to take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Bears. Monterey Baldwin. First time we've called his name tonight, and he bursts free on the right side, taking it to the house, and the Bears regain the lead. You'd be proud of me, Aaron. I, uh, I for once, I'm going to have to stay in this kind of quiet cadence because the voice is not. I went and got some uh, hot tea and honey. Bottom line is, it's been a big weekend, and I, I might have gotten involved in the game a little bit too much, may have shouted out a couple things. Uh, and, and by the way, nice job having that Baldwin thing ready to go. I loved hearing that call. Uh, I'd like to hear that again later. I love I, – I, I, love, I, was, I was focusing on trying to get my voice back there. I, uh, Aaron, <clears throat> I blew out of town. Okay, so we cover the game, do the press conference after the game, and I make it back at about – 12.30 or 1 to the room after going by the hospitality room again to, to like find some more food. They had more food there. I was, I was The hospitality room was unbelievable at this game. And I, uh, so I got to bed. I didn't sleep much because I, I may have fallen asleep briefly at 2.30 in the morning. Alarm goes off at 5. We blow out of there at 5.30 in the morning so I can cover the Cowboys game yesterday. Blow into town by 1.30 just change quickly and get out to the stadium with about 30 minutes to spare. And I was in my seat at AT&T Stadium at about 3 yesterday. Aaron, <clears throat> I would not advise covering a, a, like a New Year's Eve. And again, you know, I'm too Baptist to have too good of a time there in New Orleans. But we just stayed up so late. And then that quick turnaround, 
it got me a little bit. So I'm fighting it today, but uh, I'm going to fight through it. And I'll tell you a man who's going to help us. It is the uh, analyst for Baylor football and a former Bears great, J.J. Joe, joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Another cold night with lows dropping to 27 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a bit on the breezy side with a high at 65. And mostly sunny, just a little bit warmer on Wednesday and 66. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. We welcome in the head coach of the number one ranked Baylor Bears, Coach Scott Rue. Most importantly, we got the win, and uh, uh, that helped us uh, earn number one ranking for the third straight year, and uh, only us and Gonzaga out of 358 schools have been able to do that. And if you go in the last six years, uh, Duke, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, the only ones to be ranked uh, number one uh, four out of six years. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Today on Hey Culligan's Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener, here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. <laughs> Wait, it can? Yup, the smart high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup likely suffered a torn ACL in his left knee in the second quarter of Sunday's 25-22 loss to the Cardinals. The Cowboys' final game of the regular season with Philadelphia has been flexed to Saturday night. Two more games left in college football with LSU and Kansas State in the Texas Bowl tomorrow night and the National Championship game next Monday night with Georgia and Alabama. UMHB basketball brings two wins home from Las Vegas in the 
Women's D3 Hoops Tournament. Both the men and women return to action tonight at the Mayburn Campus Center versus Concordia. Women tip at 5.30, men at 7.30. Baylor's matchup with Iowa State was just the fourth time since 1980 that two teams 12-0 went up against each other. Baylor prevails with a 77-72 win. Number one Bears will host Oklahoma tomorrow night in the Ferrell Center. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. from the 11-yard line. Altmaier to throw, pass deflected and intercepted. Baylor's got another pick. Returning it down the far sideline, he may take it all the way. Al Walcott running it for a touchdown. Oh my, a pick six for the Bears. First points of the night by the Baylor defense. Ah, uh, yes. There it was, the... Uh, the golden tones of uh, one John Morris. I don't know how J.J. I mean, they, they may have cut off J.J.'s mic there. J.J., usually you can kind of hear him getting hyped on a play like that. But uh, J.J. Joe will be joining us any minute. And uh, we are uh, we are attempting to get him on the phone. I can almost see somebody. Uh, let's see. J.J. All right. I'm, uh, I've sent him everything, Aaron. If J.J. doesn't call, uh, oh, he will. You know he'll come through. We'll get him one way or the other. The um, Talking about the Sugar Bowl and and just everything <clears throat> that was a part of that thing, I, it, what you can't, you just can't, you couldn't buy that type of uh, just the notoriety, the excitement, people watching on TV. I had an Aggie call me today. He probably didn't want to be named, but a big-time Aggie. And – there are people out there like the Aggies. I mean, they, they love, you know, winning, recruiting, and having the greatest recruiting at all. But I'll tell you what they covet is a coach like Aranda. And, and I, I think, I think uh, they're not alone. I think the Aggies, I think the Longhorns, they, they hate to let the Bears know. <clears throat> but I, I think they look at what Baylor's accomplished and go, dang, what if we had someone like an Aranda? I like some of the pictures after the game, some of the photos and video of Aranda getting the the uh, Gatorade dumped on him and, and basically not even not even changed his expression. <laughs> he still had the Aranda look on his face. I think I did see a smile before the game, and then he had a nice smile when he was with his family. That's great. I mean, the Aranda family. That's a that's a great looking family. Got some uh, really athletic kids and and uh, but I had to laugh after the game the the girl the even Dave was smiling and um, his wife had a big smile the girls had a smile and uh, Aaron the, uh, the his son who appears to be you know maybe junior high or something like that just he he just kind of had a had the had his dad's look kind of like yep not I'm just I'm used to this and you think about it the family did get to be on the field uh, for a national title, uh, and I believe that was at the Superdome. I mean, so in a way, all that confetti and everything Aranda was doing, I mean, he had done just a couple of years before. So I mean, think about the Aranda family starting in about uh, 2019. You win a national title. You get hired to be the head coach at Baylor. The pandemic starts. And then you uh, win the Sugar Bowl at Baylor and win 12 games. 
Matt Rule uh, loses another game yesterday, and uh, I don't know what his future holds. I hope that Carolina sticks with him. I think Matt, if he wanted to come back to college, I think a lot of people would want to hire him. But he left a uh, tremendous situation, and Mac Rhodes had to go out and make a hire, and it really, uh, it really uh, uh, worked. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Aaron, go ahead and just call JJ. Call his uh, call his cell phone. I don't know. We may have to jog his memory. I mean, JJ is getting on up there. Uh, he was going to call. He thought he'd have a better connection. Uh, he was going to call us from his uh, landline. But go ahead and just call his uh, cell phone. And Aaron, text me if you don't have it, and I'll send it to you. But uh, we'll get him on by hook or by crook. The JJ Joe. I mean, this man. He is elusive. He's he's even. Even at this age, he still has speed. And Aaron, just in case you need it, I'm going to send this over to you right now, the uh, cell phone, as we just produce right here on the air. It's very exciting, I think, for our listeners. It is ESPN Central Texas. Our our list of sponsors for the, the Sugar Bowl was unbelievable. I mean, it just – and it was really the – it was the creme de la creme of the uh, – of Waco. Just the great, great organizations. Um, and, uh, and, and, again, I – <clears throat> We're soon going to have a maybe a more formal announcement, but uh, the I am uh, we have just uh, in fact I think we even have the paperwork. It's come through. It's almost like a, a commitment when they sign and they fax it in. We have uh, renewed our relationship as our presenting sponsor with Central National Bank. That's Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, of course President Joe Nesbitt, the whole Nesbitt family. They have a tremendous. Uh, uh, imp- impact on that bank. Okay. I mean, I think JJ just wanted to hear me vamp for a little while. Just see, hey, what what will Mosley what will Mosley talk about if I just uh, <laughs> if I just don't call him at four twenty? JJ, uh, good to have you, and it's it's nice it's nice to be uh, Sugar Bowl champs, isn't it? Hey, it is Mose. Hey, you know, and I always like to hear you vamp. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, yeah. had to do a, a little bit of that over the years, but I do. By the way, I have a. Uh, I have a J. You know, last that time a few weeks ago, uh, when uh, when your voice was failing you a little bit, I'm ha- right, I've it had was. it happen to I've had it happen to me. I may have to go out and get another steroid shot. And this is not like a Giambi <laughs> uh, Bonds type deal. This is just it helps hey, you're my on those voice. PEDs. Matt, Matt, you're on those PEDs, man. You got to get off those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I certainly could hide it with the way I look. I don't think people would as immediately assume it. Uh, it is um, JJ. What a fun! Before we start talking about the game, wasn't that fun? To, <clears throat> I know you were like me. I mean, I had fraternity brothers coming in from everywhere. I, I saw some of your, uh, you know, of course Wetzel's down on the sideline with the Bears, but some of your. In fact, I had yep. Jeff Ireland on the other day, former Baylor kicker, and uh, and he was one of your teammates. But it's really it and you and I got to hang out a little bit on the street. We ran into each other two years ago at the. Uh, at the Sugar Bowl, uh, I, it's just so much fun, even during a pandemic, to see the whole Baylor family. And, and part of what a bowl game's about is us all getting together and just having a great time. And, uh, and, and that was the only bummer for me is that, you know, I wanted to be right over in the middle of all that team hotel activity. I was, right. I was sent over to the media hotel I believe the team, I don't know who's in. I think Mac did not want me to be over there. He thought I would be a distraction to the team, and, and we were asked to be at the media hotel. 
Hey, I understand that you would have been distracted. Matter of fact, I was at the team hotel. So trust me, they had those guys quarantined. I mean, I, I'm t- I didn't see a player until they came out for warm-ups. Uh, well, I, I take that back. I think I saw maybe one in the lobby or two with family. But most, for the most part, man, I didn't see those guys until game time. Um, and I know they were around a little bit, but I saw Ole Miss guys all over the place. But I couldn't find the Baylor player. But it, it was great to be together, man. I saw Big Cat um, over at Manning's and, and really had a good time. It, it was good to have everybody together, although, you know, we kind of had a socially distance and not uh, not get together too much. Let me ask you this. If, if John Morris hadn't had that heroic comeback, where he just kind of appears at the parade all of a sudden, and everybody's like, right. Morris is back, J-Mo. I mean, meanwhile, we're overdoing his show, but that's okay. Uh, J-Mo is, uh, he's J-Mo. So, I mean, the, right. the, the, par- the parade happens, and I'm getting all these calls. I see John Morris. I mean, I've never seen so many people excited, uh, and I get excited when I see John, and I get to see him quite a bit. But, um, uh, J.J., we're – what was the plan? Were you going to move over? If John hadn't had that miraculous recovery, would you have done play-by-play and, and they would have uh, slid me in to do the uh, be the analyst? Is that probably what, what <laughs> Baylor would have done? Hey, 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 Mo. I, I'm not sure what they would have done. That would have been dangerous to have me and you doing that game. No telling what would have went out over the air, you know, if that would have happened. Hey, but, you know, I didn't even know John was, of course, to, to be correct. Uh, he was in health and safety protocol, I, you know, like yeah. the players a lot of times. I didn't even know that until, he, like you said, he showed up. You know, J-Mo, he keeps everything close to the vest a lot of times. He showed up uh, and told me, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here, but, uh, I, you know, I'm not doing play-by-play. There's no, I've, I've been stuck maybe once or twice in the last 17 years where he like, yeah, is not there. And that's not a fun gig. That That's for trained professionals. I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's for, that's for people that just wake up every day and, and all, get on the radio like myself. JJ. No, you, mostly <laughs> I'm not built for play by play either. I'm way too a distractible player. I, I would be talking about, something I saw in the stands. Talking to uh, J.J. Joe, uh, legendary Baylor player and the radio analyst for for the Bears, and it was a fun game. I got to say, though, J.J., and I was making my way around the stadium, when Ole Miss was getting ready to kick that field goal, uh, I was just happy they had held them to the field goal. It was going to be a pretty much chip shot. I think it was, what, 35-yard field goal attempt or whatever. That When they missed that thing, I, I just I, I kind of let my fandom go, and I, I, I just knew. I thought, okay, everything's going to be okay now, and it was. At that point, though, J.J., when they were lining up that field goal, were you starting to worry, But especially the fact that our, the, our offense wasn't getting much going? Yeah, you know, a, a little bit. But I figured, you know, I just figured, Mose, we had one in us, you know, and I didn't think they had too many more in them. Uh, you know, without Matt Corral and, 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 and the young guy, he got a couple good drives together. I just felt that we had at least one drive in us where we would we would score. So, of course, you'd never want to be behind, and I was kind of concerned. Like, oh, man, that's going to give them a lot of juice. And they had, like, seems like 60,000 people there. Um, I, I really <laughs> felt that we would get a drive, and then, and then they wouldn't score anymore. I, I really felt, you know, they, 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 our defense is playing at such a high level and with so much uh, um, energy, man, it's going to be hard for them to drive again. So 
it was concerning, but I wasn't too worried. Okay, J.J. knew he had it all the way. He's a little bit more of a, <laughs> a believer than Mosley was at that point. And, um, and so Monterey Baldwin, you know, think about this. Two of the biggest plays of the season. You got McVay, a guy who has an incredible story, and right. uh, you know walk on who who earns a scholarship and then uh, and makes the one of the biggest plays in Baylor history and then Monterey Baldwin who is on scholarship exactly. but tiny little guy I mean honestly almost reminds me of like a a Gerald McNeil pint sized little guy uh, I'm trying right. to think who was who was tiny when you were playing we probably had somebody oh, man, Lee Miles was, you remember Lee Miles yeah yeah sure, uh, sure Lee's like yeah. five seven he'll claim he's five eight he's about five six yeah. and a half maybe yeah he and could he, fly he was a track guy Matt and Lee Miles was a track guy when we were there as well yeah they had Darnell somebody before you were there like Darnell yep, Chase Darnell or somebody Chase, like yeah. that could yeah. flat out uh-huh. run but Baldwin gets that end around first of all. Uh, I was just hearing the call earlier, and um, did, but did you you have a trained eye? Did 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 the, was the fake good enough where it almost got you, or did you see him? Did you see that dude leak out of there on the on the uh, on the end around immediately? No, you know Gary did a great job on that because I mean I, yeah. I mean I wasn't totally lost because as soon as as soon as Monterey accelerated because you know I'm kind of watching it. We had a great angle. I figured he had the ball because, you know, usually when those guys don't get it, you know, when they pass the quarterback, they speed up a little bit. He really accelerated. So I didn't lose him. But I'll tell you, Gary did a great job of just really just kind of like just just like almost doing a little, I don't know, a quick handoff and then yeah. going towards Abram Smith. So, I mean, I mean, we ran that a few times. And I'll tell you, I think there was one game, and I think I saw this in some of the, the postgame notes, that uh, he had a chance to – have it run like that during the season but he ran wide outside the blocks and it sounds like they really coached him up to say hey like, once you get this thing it's going to be a one cut and go and uh, i tell you it, it, they you know it was a great it was a, it was a great timing on that and, that and once he got in the clear you knew they weren't going to catch him yeah i just kind of like you know i i bet you do the same thing i do on those kinds of plays even the 96 yard return you start looking up the field for flags, and you just that, exactly. that's all you're doing is making sure there's not a flag. And then you're like, and you know if it's like a Cowboys game, there's going to be a flag. Especially oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that game yesterday. <laughs> but especially, especially if that, that young Mr. Brown is covered. There's going to be flags. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. This is a Baylor discussion. All right, we can save them for another day. Okay. Yeah, mad? Exactly. I, I'm kind of mad at my parents. Think about Monterey Mosley. Like, think about that cut for a radio name. Monterey, God, what a great name. Monterey Baldwin. I mean, that is – have you asked anybody, J.J., like where he got that name or if it's a family name or something? I love that name. No, I, I haven't. It, it is all a right. cool name. But you're talking to a guy that literally, like all of my son's names, they start with a J. I don't have a J. It's like Joshua, Jacob, and Jordan. So, <laughs> so now, now remember this. Now, my middle son was born when, um, when like Gladiator was my favorite movie. I've watched that movie like twenty-seven times, man. Yeah. And yeah. and I wanted to name him Maximus because that was that like Russell Crowe's name is Maximus or whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wouldn't let she wouldn't let me pull it off, man. Couldn't get it done. <laughs> so, I should have been Maximus Mosley. God, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I may change the name to that. Hey, you're I always kind of you know, 
that's funny that you love that movie because I always kind of told people I, I feel like J.J. Joe was the Russell Crowe of our program. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I tell you what, <laughs> that's that's like RG three, like Seth. Well, like now that's Sean Bell. Sean Bell is now the Russell Crowe of the Baylor program. He beat A and M. He coaches up Shapin, and he coaches up our man, our man Gary. And we're yeah. not only Big Twelve champs; we're Sugar Bowl <laughs> champs. How about that? I loved it. I, I, uh, I, the only thing I didn't love in that game, that passing game, was a little bit of a struggle. Did you, um, the, from watching it, did you get the sense that maybe one of those deep balls, the guy had a chance. It would have been a great catch. Uh, uh, one of them he way underthrew. Uh, you know the one I'm talking. Well, the touch he had a touchdown on the on the Taekwon, uh put a little right. move on him, and Taekwon was wide open, and he misses that throw. He underthrew that ball. I, did you get the right. sense that Gary just wasn't cutting it loose? Was it something Ole Miss was doing? What was going on with the passing game? Well, no, I, I really thought early. I figured, and we talked about it as a pregame, that he'd struggle a little bit. Because, like, when you miss, he missed the last, what, three, two or three games, then you're mm-hmm. off. And there's there's no way to simulate game action. When you're playing game after game after game, you get the game speed. In practice, I don't care how fast those guys run. They don't run adrenaline speed. So I figured he would be off. Um, and I figured it would – going against a top-10 team, even though Ole Miss' defense, you know, they weren't the second coming of, you know, you know the Chicago Bears, 85 Chicago Bears, but they're still a top-10 team with talent, and that's a tough first game to come back to. So I was surprised by how much he struggled. Uh, I really thought that he had some opportunity that he missed, but, you know, it's not surprising. You know, it's not surprising when he was just inactive for, that, what, six weeks? Um, and yeah. it just didn't it didn't come us. So luckily, that run game was going. All right, uh, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? Next year, I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have. You're going to have Shapen and Gary, and you know how these quarterbacks are yeah. these days. They don't they don't love like hanging around if they're not starting. <laughs> now Gary did. Gary waited and waited and waited for his turn, and he played so great. And then of course Shapen. Play, gets to play in the Big Twelve and lights it up. Uh, JJ, I, I, that'll be interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if they'll just open that thing wide open. I, I mean, I, if you love competition, that's what you want, isn't it? Just let those guys compete with each other. Well, number one, let's get that. You know, I didn't. I saw Shapen in a sling. You know, after the game, and I, that I, that really made me feel not good. Uh, because I mean, whenever I see a quarterback three weeks after your last game. Yeah, uh, well, actually, a month. I mean, he's in a sling. That's not good, man. But I would really anticipate that Sean Bell and Coach Grimes are going to open it up for competition. Those guys have both of it earned an opportunity to compete for that job. And then, to to be honest with you, man, I mean, I you know, I you know, I kind of got a feeling from a former quarterback. I mean, as a former quarterback, I'm sorry, not I've, I've not talked to anyone. Yeah, who I think probably wins that job if everybody's healthy. Uh, but you got to let stuff play out, and we'll see where the chips fall. Okay, wait. What did you you said you as a former quarterback, you kind of think you know who wins it, or you said? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if everybody's healthy, man, I you know I, I mean, you know, when you play the position and you just kind of watch, um, yeah. how things execute, you kind of got to feel like okay, who's probably, who's yeah. probably the better fit. Um, but yeah. I mean, like every team is different, so so I mean, I'll, I'll see where they fall, but but they do have a good problem. You got two guys who can go. 
Okay. Well, I mean, you kind of got my attention here. Are you going to share with us? I'm going to guess. No, no, I think yeah, I... no man. It's, it's the day after the show, two days after the Sugar Bowl. All right. Hey, we'll have the spring preview. Show. We don't want to. We don't want to ruin it. That's yeah. That's that's a that's a tease. That's like a what right. three month tease or something. Yeah, oh, guys, a great tease. Uh, but the payoff, we're gonna have to wait for it. Will you text me? I won't say it. Just text me, okay? I kind of think Mo, I know which you way. You don't know how yeah. not to say any. I mean, I do too. I am a dead gum. I'm a vault when it comes to that stuff. I've got sources everywhere. You know that. Yeah, I bet you do. I, have, man. I know you I would, do. I would never betray JJ Joe. You know that. All right. Uh, well, listen, I uh, I appreciate you, and um, it was uh, always good to catch up with you. Sugar Bowl champs, Big 12 champs. That's right, man. Uh, let's go win another national title. Let's get greedy. Let's, we need to get greedy. Now, next time, you and I will yeah. fi- we'll have to fix the, the women's thing. Let's not. Okay, let's not get into that. The women's program. Yeah, we'll we'll, that one now. Don't we'll worry. Cons- they'll, they'll get there. We'll okay. figure that one out. All right. All right my man. I'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Thank uh, you, man. Thank you, Uh-huh. There he goes. J.J. Joe. I mean, he. The man's always closing big deals and stuff, so we had a little trouble finding him, but once we did, he gave us great stuff as always. Uh, We will continue on this program. It is time for something we call Campus Confidential. What does Aaron have lined up? That's next. It's the Big 12 home opener for the 11-time defending Big 12 champions. Wednesday in the Farrell Center versus TCU. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for Baylor TCU Big 12 Women's Basketball. Baylor Women's Basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, 
and 100.9 FM. Hey there, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters with a holiday public service announcement for all the wives and significant others out there looking for Christmas gift ideas for their man. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. At Pickup Outfitters, we say the way to a man's heart is through his truck. And there's no better Christmas gift for the man in your life than something for his truck. Would your man rather have a new bathrobe or bumper or a cool light bar, socks or a lift kit, a new wallet or new running boards? The answer seems pretty clear, doesn't it? Pickup Outfitters is your Christmas gift headquarters. Why get your man a hoodie when you can get him a slick new retractable bed cover? So don't waste money on a meat thermometer or sweatpants when you can get him a gift certificate for anything he wants for his truck. That's the way to get to a man's heart. Stop by Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup likely suffered a torn ACL in his left knee in the second quarter of Sunday's 25-22 loss to the Cardinals. The Cowboys' final game of the regular season with Philadelphia has been flexed to Saturday night. Two more games left in college football with LSU and Kansas State in the Texas Bowl tomorrow night and the national championship game next Monday night with Georgia and Alabama. UMHB basketball brings two wins home from Las Vegas in the D3 Hoops Tournament. Both the men and women return to action tonight at the Mayburn Campus Center versus Concordia. Women tip at 5.30, men at 7.30. Baylor's matchup with Iowa State was just the fourth time since 1980 that two teams 12-0 went up against each other. Baylor prevails with a 77-72 win. Number one Bears will host Oklahoma tomorrow night in the Ferrell Center. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. I thought the show was over, Aaron. I got kind of, I mean, I I think our people were really sad. They can hear that music and they're conditioned to, for us to say goodnight. You got to be uh, careful with these buttons. It's like no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, that's right. Now you're fine. Uh, this is uh, Campus Confidential. Is what we do every day at around 440. And... Uh, it's um, we, we talk about college athletics, football, basketball, whatever's on uh, Aaron's mind. Aaron, what is uh, what is it you have for us today? Well, more uh, facts and figures from the uh, Sugar Bowl. The number six Bears beat the Ole Miss Rebels 21 to seven before 66,479 fans at the Superdome Saturday night. Uh, set a few records, corner. Cornerback Al Walcott set a Sugar Bowl record with his 96-yard interception return for a touchdown. It was the longest in Super Bowl history, Super Bowl Sugar Bowl history, breaking Alabama's Hugh Morrow's 80-yard return in the 1945 Sugar Bowl. The number eight Rebels were the highest-ranked team the Bears had beaten in a bowl game since a 13-7 win over number two Tennessee in the 1957 Sugar Bowl. The Bears set a school record with their 12th win, surpassing. 11 win seasons in 2013, 14, and 19. Playing in his final game, senior linebacker Terrell Bernard had 17 tackles, 10 solo, and two sacks to earn the game's most outstanding player. The Bears held the Rebels to 322 yards of total offense below their average of 506.7 per game coming in, so almost 200 yards less 
than they were averaging per game. Abram Smith rushed for 172 yards on 25 carries, including a 49-yard run, run in the second half. All right, Aaron, I can't. That I can't, my sets brain a single-season record for rushing. Okay. Advantage. My brain can't hold any more of these numbers. <laughs> I got plenty like more. I, I, I thought you were – no, no, you're not allowed to say any. They, they did set some records. It was nice. 1945, they said that in the press box. I was like, oh, my gosh. Hugh, Hugh Morrow. Uh, and um, that, that to watch it happen and then to watch Abe – I'm going to miss Abram Smith, just a just a flat-out workhorse back. You talk about a sledgehammer. Now, Ebner might make it in the, in the NFL as a third-down back, and who knows, maybe even more because he does have speed, and I think Ebner even has uh, some power that he's, that uh, is well. But uh, Abe Smith became the workhorse back for the Bears, and it, it says a lot that when your passing game is virtually non-existent for whatever reason, you know, Gary just wasn't wasn't himself, and they weren't sharp there. I think Gary kept fighting, and 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 I like the way Gary finished the game. But when you know they can key on the run game, and you're still popping them for six, seven yards to carry, I mean that was some flat out running by Abe. And then, as you said, Aaron, he got loose for one of those, and then to hold them to whatever it was, 322. I mean, that's unheard of. Ole Miss has been putting up big numbers. Now, they knocked out Corral, and, you know, I'm sure the Ole Miss people and others go, oh, it would have been different with Corral. Maybe. But, I mean, he'd already thrown. He opened the game, like second play of the game, through a really bad interception, hung one up, and J.T. Woods went and got it. I mean, you think the heartbreak kid was going to stop getting interceptions? I mean, J.T. was ready for action. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I you know, the, uh, the 96-yard – uh, return, Aaron, refresh my memory, just trying to think of that play, was that before or after Corral was injured? Because on that particular that was play. A, that was after. Right after, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt Jones is the one who tipped that ball, and a great play by him. I What I love about some of these Baylor players, and Aaron, I think you would agree with this, isn't it funny how, like, some of these guys flashed early in the season, and maybe you don't hear from them for a little while, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about, man, that guy came to play. And, golly, whether it be Cole Maxwell, again, he's played really well most of the season, so I don't want to put him in that bunch. But I remember against, maybe it was Oklahoma State, uh, Bryson Jackson made a couple of great plays in that game. Well, in this game, he just starts getting sacks. I mean, just it, he's unstoppable. And so I, I think, and I think Bryson Jackson's got at least another year left. We're going to have to, at some point, Aaron, after we stop, you know, celebrating all this, we kind of need to look at this roster and figure out all like who's coming back. And you know, some of these guys get that extra COVID year they could use. So I, I, it, they'll have they'll have a lot of talent, they're, but they're going to lose with Bernard and Petrie and Boogie and Tejada and some of these guys. And, uh, again, I've been frustrated on this Tejada thing. I don't know what happened there. Something, I mean, I know he gave up some plays, but what cornerback doesn't? So I, I don't know what happened there. I know the one time they let him on the field the other night, he made a huge play. Made a big hit in the open field to break up a pass. I mean, I again, I, I what do you want? I mean, basically won the, made a huge play in the Tech game for him. I, I'm sorry, are you not seeing something? But anyway. I'm not really going to complain too much about them 
winning a Sugar Bowl. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? <clears throat> no, you can't have any more stats, though. Uh, just okay. real quick, just real okay. quick. You, you, you were right. talking about the sacks. Uh, Baylor had 10 sacks in the game uh, of uh, Ole Miss quarterbacks Matt Corral and Luke Altmeyer. That set both Sugar Bowl and New Year's Six game records. Georgia held there with Utah, who had eight sacks in the 2009 Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Just a dominating performance from the Baylor defense. We talked about the yards they held them to under their average yeah. and the four interceptions. Uh, good news, a day after needing to, uh, two days after needing to get carted off the field with an ankle injury in the Sugar Bowl, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral has apparently received some good news on that ankle. The x-ray results came back normal, and the junior was told that it's just a sprain. An MRI will determine the severity of the sprain, but the injury is not expected to impact Corral's draft prospects, according to ESPN's Chris Lowe. All right, I, I, that's, that is great news and uh, tremendous player. Yeah, I, I like uh, I, 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 Corral, and, and I love the uh, – everybody, of course, you know, got mad at Kirk Herbstreet for kind of questioning, and I think Herbstreet let it get away from him. He tried to come back and correct it, but he, he kind of – he said something. It's probably a lot of people think it, but then he came back and tried to clean it up. Kirk, you said it. It's out there. Kirk was basically suggesting that out and all that. I think that's completely unfair. I mean, I guess Micah Parsons didn't love football, so he sat out. Now he's the greatest player in the NFL. I think people watch stories like that and go, maybe I should have sat out. Maybe I should sit out. I mean, again, everybody has to do their own thing. If you didn't want to play during the pandemic, you know what? Don't play. Uh, Baylor and Ole Miss were fortunate players did not opt out. Corral could have. He gets hurt. Now, I think he's going to be okay. That's fine. But it was like people were using that as a thing. Um, I, I just love the fact that, he, the emotion that he showed. You know what I'm saying, Aaron? He, mm-hmm. he just You could just see it. I mean, it, it meant so much to him. And I, and I, thought, uh, I thought that was kind of cool to, uh, uh, to be able to, to see that. And, in, 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 you know, when he came back and he couldn't play, and that, it just meant everything to him. And I thought that, uh, I thought that said a lot about the, uh, about the young man. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us? One more real quick. The new AP Top 25 basketball poll is out. Baylor remains number one, unanimous number one, receiving all 61 first-place votes. Duke is number two, followed by Purdue, Gonzaga, UCLA. Kansas is sixth, Iowa State 11 after their loss to the Bears. Houston 12, Texas 14, and Texas Tech is number 25. So Baylor still, obviously, after their big win to open up Conference play on the road against Iowa State, still the number one team in the country. Love it. Love the uh, love what the Bears did. And, uh, by the way, we'll talk to Nikki tomorrow. Lady Bears, uh, can't call them that. The Baylor women, women's basketball program, off to a rough start in conference. Not great. Okay, if we can't, but we got to analyze it. we got to look at it. And uh, right now, everybody's so excited about Sugar Bowl and the men being number one. But uh, this, uh, this women's program became a juggernaut for a reason. And so we can't just go, well, let's give. And we, we, we are going to give her time, and we're not going to panic. But we got to analyze these things and figure out, okay, what, why is this happening? And uh, it's three losses, and it's not a great way to start the season, and we'll take a peek at it, okay? Aaron, I mean, I'm a positive person, I, generally. 
So, but I, I think we've got to analyze this. We can't hide the fact that they lost a the game. This is a there's a huge high standard for this program. All right, this uh, in our show too, Aaron. We have incredibly high standards. All right, five o'clock hour is upon us. All right, it's creeping up. Oh, Aaron's turned down the music because it's creeping up on us as we speak. Let's hear from Aranda. Let's hear from the great Dave Aranda after the uh, after the huge win, Sugar Bowl victory. Let's hear from who I think is the top coach in the nation. Maybe they gave it to Harbaugh. It, it really is Dave Aranda, uh, the, uh, the champ himself. Let's listen to him and let's react as we continue to celebrate the All-State Sugar Bowl victory. We are the champs. It's the Big 12 Conference home opener for the defending Big 12. 